You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 383 of Podcateers. This week we talk about adventures in collectible merchandise. The announcement of the final character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has made a lot of fans happy with the franchise now represented in the game. Imagineering is making a big change that's affecting many Imagineers. We officially announced the launch of something new. A surprise addition brings a scarier twist to Oogie Boogie Bash. Larry and Mel tell us about their recent trips and more. Remember that you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community on Discord. You can find an invite to join in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 383. Steamboat Willie is raising money to help support the fight against women's cancers because just like any other decent human being will tell you, cancer sucks. And as part of our fundraising effort, we released a limited edition golden pin with the Team Boat Willie logo. Only 100 of these special edition pins will be available for purchase. And once they sell out, we will not be making any more of this gold variant. So how does the pin tie in? Well, we're donating $5 from every pin sold to City of Hope. Whether you, a friend, or a loved one has suffered from this horrible disease, you know the toll that it takes on them and their families. And this is just our way of trying to put a stop to this. To help, you can purchase a pin by heading over to TeamBoatWilly.com and $5 from that purchase will be donated to our fundraising page. Now, if pins aren't your thing and you just want to make a donation, head over to TeamBoatWilly.com. You'll see the link for Walk for Hope and you can make a donation. You can also join us as a team member and help us raise money that way. All that information is available on TeamBoatWilly.com, but if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. You can send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll be happy to help you out and answer any questions that you might have. And of course, before we kick this podcast off, I can't get this thing started without taking a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, early access to merchandise, additional content, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP Squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Well, before we get this thing started, I just want to say that if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We appreciate you hanging with us and we hope that you come back for more. And of course, for all of you that have been hanging with us for some time now, we appreciate you. Thanks for being a part of the Podcateers family. Let's get this thing started. Here is episode 383 of Podcateers. Still helps. We still get it. And every episode, for some reason, sounds like we're all in sync. So it worked somehow. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, we'll figure out how these microphones work. Uh, yeah. These microphones work. I don't know. It's, we'll One get of, it. We'll get it down. One of these fan-jangled majigger things here. Maybe by, like, the 500th episode, we'll have we'll have some semblance of... Whoa, you know, whoa. 
reaching <laughs> for like the that. stars there. <laughs> We're not that far away, man. Yeah, it's no. only like what what a hundred and some odd episodes. Hundred and twenty ish. Yeah, hundred and like eighteen. I yeah, think to be exact. Like yeah. Only count to five, sorry. No. <laughs> That's why I became an artist. That's Education. how many fingers Larry has between no both his hands, if you've never met Larry before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I know last week or recently we had some rain here. Today I woke up to more rain, completely unexpected. And if there's anything that I've come to realize is that whatever service android uses for their weather sucks because it never says it's raining when it's actually raining outside <laughs> sad so uh, i i don't know what they do um but whatever service the fruit over in cupertino's using they always nail it and so you know i could just glance over at an iphone and just be like hey is it raining and then if it says yeah it's raining then i'll look at the android which is my daily device. And I'll be like, hey, is it raining? It's like, nah, bro. Next year, you're good. <laughs> Dry as a bone. Go outside and sunbathe. <laughs> right? We'll paint the house. It's fine. No worries. Right? <laughs> Don't worry about it. So got surprised by more rain. Not a happy surprise. But, you know, you live with it. You move on. Um, wasn't feeling that great uh, the last few days of last week. So it was kind of, it was kind of tough for me. But... Uh, over the weekend, it was just one of those like weekends that I was kind of sluggish and I just wasn't feeling all that well. And I was following your adventures at Disneyland, Mel and Larry. And so I was I was I feel like watching you post and watching your adventures helped me not feel so bad over the weekend, considering how I was feeling like Thursday and Friday. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And <laughs> uh, I, I want to hear much more about your trip. I know there's there's some other stuff that I think we want to get to first, but um, yeah, so it wasn't feeling great, and you know, you guys know, huge card collector, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I've been collecting cards now, I don't know, fifteen years at this point, and I mean, look, with playing cards especially, there's been this huge. Like, I don't know, this explosion of companies and creators that make their own playing cards because uh, somewhere along the way, this thing called cardistry became super, like, big, right? And for those unfamiliar with the term, it's essentially when somebody takes a deck of cards and they perform acrobatics with those cards in their hands and they perform all sorts of cool tricks and stuff. But uh, cardistry was always super cool to me. I always wanted to learn it. Uh, I love card magic, and on top of that, I loved all of the custom designs. So I've been collecting cards for years. So much so that I even created a custom deck called the HC deck that I, I printed back in, like, 2009. Uh, there's, like, three or four of them because they were fairly expensive to print at the time. It wasn't, like, a, an easy-to-come-by service, but I did print them with the United States Playing Card Company. Uh, I created my own tuck boxes and everything. It's one of those relics from my past that when I found them, I actually didn't go searching for this in particular. They just happened to be in this spot that I was looking for something else in. I was looking for another deck of cards. <laughs> but when I found them, I was super excited. So Friday, I'll tell you a quick story about that. So Friday, 
these magician cardistry guys that I've been following for over a decade, um, the Buck Twins, decided to release version 8 of a deck they call Smoke and Mirrors. And I've, I've been a huge fan of theirs ever since I, I like learned about them. I've purchased a lot of their books. They're, at the time, we had these things called DVDs, kids where you used to learn <laughs> stuff from. So I have some of their DVDs. I have playing cards. Every single deck I own a few copies of because I would open one, play with it, perform with it, all that stuff, and keep it like one sealed for you know the collector's sake of it. So after four years, five years, seven years, I don't know what it's been. Uh, last time when they released version seven, they said, this is it. We're not releasing Smoke and Mirrors anymore. You know, we're going to move on. We're going to do other stuff, release stuff with other people. Smoke and Mirrors is done. And I was like, all right, well, cool. Well, I, I own Smoke and Mirrors, so I'm cool. I, I got all seven versions. Happy camper. A week or two ago, I see this post on Instagram. We're releasing version eight on October 15th, 2021. It's like, what? And it's this super cool metallic blue color. Like, I fell in love with it instantly. And I'm thinking, all right. I got to get this. I set an alarm and I, I was ready to go. Um, so for like two weeks, I'm like leading up to this, right? Thursday, I'm not feeling great. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I think I'm going to have to go to the doctor tomorrow. I think I, I need somebody to like, I, I got to talk to somebody. And so now I'm afraid because I think I'm not going to be around for the release of these cards. Mm. And so I'm trying to make an appointment and everything. And my appointment works out because it was at like 1030. So I could technically be around for the release at nine o'clock and leave right after. So I was like, perfect. This works out great. <laughs> and so I, you know, get up, I get ready to go to my appointment and stuff. And, and I'm ready to go on my computer. It's 855. I'm sitting there. F5, 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 F5 <laughs> for like five minutes. F5, 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 F5. And... Uh, so nine o'clock rolls around, the cards appear on the screen. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like ordering my cards and I'm putting them in the in the card and everything. And usually when I order limited edition stuff like this, I always order for my brother as well because my brother, you know, is also a big fan. He also met Dan and Dave, you know, years ago with me, and so you know he's familiar with them. I, I figured he would also enjoy this collector's thing that hasn't been around for almost a decade again, right? Mm -hmm. So I put him in the in the cart, and uh, I there was two there was two versions. There was the standard deck, and then there was like a, a collector's box edition. So I put like both of them in. I'm checking out. I pre-logged in. Like, oh yeah, this is happening here. And then I'm signing into PayPal because it's one of the options, right? You just pay through PayPal. And I mean, look, biometrics do not take that long. Like you blink an eye and boom, you're logged in. Yeah. Okay. In the time that it took me, okay, to log into PayPal, go back to the shopping cart to finalize the, the purchase, I got a notification that said, these are out of stock. Ooh. <sighs> Sock to the in gut. the 15 seconds <laughs> tops i don't even think it was 15 seconds to be honest with you in the 15 seconds or whatever it was that it took me to log into paypal and go back to my cart they were gone i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm holding back to you sorry they were gone oh. and i'm thinking to myself 
No, 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 no. This is not how this was supposed to go. They were in my cart. I don't know if you know how, how a reservation works. That's what a reservation's for. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm pissed, right? Because I was checking out. And honestly, like to this day, I'm like four days into this, okay? And I'm still salty about it. <laughs> I know that I've been through things like this with Disney releases, with Haunted Mansion things, with tickets to D23, to events that I've missed out on. And usually within the day, I'm like, eh, all right. And and sometimes even at that moment, like like when we were uh, in the queue for like the Hatbox Ghost Pin for the anniversary the last time and everything, as things were refreshing and I knew things were running out, I knew where I was in the queue. I knew that there was a possibility that I wasn't going to get the, the Hatbox Ghost Pin. I knew that there was a possibility I wasn't going to get this or that. But this one hurt because it was in my cart. <laughs> it was in my cart and I was like, I was complete purchase. Okay. <laughs> and as I clicked it, it said they're on a stock. This is at 901. All right. It took them one minute to sell out. Dang. They make like and four so, copies. <laughs> yeah. So like four days later, I'm still salty about it. Okay. Because you know what this felt like? This felt like the equivalent of somebody walking up to your shopping cart at the supermarket on Thanksgiving Day after you picked up the last turkey from the freaking freezer and they take it and they pay for it in another aisle right in front of you. Sorry. All right. Oh, Just I was the picturing the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> jingle all the way. Uh, <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. Okay. So, needless to say, I'm upset. I don't know if you can tell by my tone. I'm a little peeved. Um. So yeah, I I didn't get the cards. I I'm gonna try to figure out what to do. They haven't gone up on eBay yet because technically it was a pre-order. They don't technically start mailing out until November 8th, I think, or the 5th or something like that. So I'm sure that at that point, you know, they'll be all over eBay for the low, low price of $100 to $200 per deck. And at that point, it looks like I will not be the owner of version 8 of these cards. So uh, fast forward to today, right, when we're recording this episode... And if you guys follow us on Instagram or you're in our Facebook group or on Discord, you know that I've been excited about this Scentsy Haunted Mansion wax warmer thing with mm-hmm. the new Haunted Mansion scents <laughs> that our pal Jill posted, right? right? Right. It's a super nice warmer. And, I mean, I have a pretty standard one, but to have one with the hitchhiking ghosts and the doom buggies in there, I was like, this is, like, it's a nice decor piece and it's a warmer. This is great. So this morning rolls around, and I, I mean, I knew when it was going to release. I knew that at 9.30 it was like, like – it was announced that it was 9.30. But then Jill updates it, and she says it's going to be from like 9.30 to 10.30 because I guess they, they, they close down the website, and what they do is they enable a virtual queue similar to what D23 does or Disneyland oh, does okay. for their releases, right? So it takes a while for everything to come back up, which is why it's a, a span of time versus an exact time for a release. So 9.30 rolls around, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I hope I don't get called into a meeting at work. 
waiting, no. working on my stuff. I hope I don't have to be an adult for the next Whistling away, <laughs> you know, to the Haunted Mansion theme that's playing in the background because I'm going to get me one of these Cincy warmers. <laughs> 9.45 rolls around. It's not there. And I'm starting to get worried because I'm like, oh, man, like 10 o'clock is usually when we have meetings. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Whistling away to the Haunted Mansion Museum. I was working. I'm going to get me one of these Scentsy Warmers. 9.50 rolls around. Still not on the site. Oh, no. I'm starting to text Jill. I'm all like, hey, so what? Uh, you know, uh, what's happening with the release? You know, what's happening? Uh, when uh, When's it going to be available? Because, you know, uh, get a little nervous here. And look, I'm already I'm already coming off burned from these playing cards on Friday, right? So now I'm thinking like, man, I'm gonna get burned on this haunted mansion sensi warmer thing. So I'm trying to stay calm, texting Jill, but she could tell I was frantic. She knows <laughs> me well enough to know that I was essentially crying underneath <laughs> that text message. And um, uh, I'm waiting and waiting, and uh, finally. A little past 10 o'clock, it refreshes on my screen. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This is my moment. This is my moment. And so I, I order it. I had already created my account and everything. I was ready to go. And it was sold out. Oh, no. no. I'm kidding. I actually got it. Yes. I'm oh, kidding. I got man. it. <laughs> Dude, oh, high five. Air high five. Oh, boy. No, nice. I got it. Oh. Uh, I, I was so happy. My order went through, uh, and Jill got the notification. She's like, yeah, you got it. I, I thought we were going to have to rename the podcast to Taken L's. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, yeah, I was super happy. I felt like I needed that W. You know, yeah. after taking the L on Friday, especially how badly I feel I got burned. Like, my body needed Neosporin hard on Friday <laughs> after that burn. Cause... So, yeah. So, I got the warmer. Uh, I got my order. Now you are burning up. That and... <laughs> <laughs> nice. I will be soon. And then, like, minutes after, I got called into a meeting. Nice. Ooh. Well, I mean, that I worked know. out. I know. That is I know. serendipitous. So, thankfully... It worked out. I got the warmer. Not sure what I'm going to do about the playing cards. I'm going to keep crying about it at night while everyone's asleep so they don't see me breaking down. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I might have to give in to the inflated price on eBay for at least one deck so that my collection is complete. Wouldn't you think I'm the boy? No. The boy who has not everything. I'm just picturing Ariel on her <laughs> computer refreshing being like, Shell pal doesn't work. What the? <laughs> well, that's exactly what would have gone down if Ariel was doing the same thing. Don't, I can don't ask me how I her can vouch for that. IP67 okay. or 200 meters of water. She, don't ask me. But she's, it works. she's doing everything on a on a shell phone or something because those are water resistant exactly. up to 85 feet. So she's am, good. I am so glad you got that. Oh my gosh, I was okay. So. I was able to snag one, but through Jill, because I was going to be at work. I don't get good reception. I was like, mm, can I Venmo you? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> so excited that you got it, too, because it is beautiful. Right? And yay. It almost makes up for missing stuff from the 50th. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Kind of for but me. But it's for nice. <laughs> it's cool. No. Yeah. No, I mean, I... I 
I, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff for the 50th, but this one, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of warmers that I see that I think would be really nice. Just mm-hmm. that, even if you don't use it as a warmer, I think a lot of them look really cool. Like this one in particular, I think even if you decided not to use it for that purpose, like I said, it's a really good decor piece you know if you have any type of i actually heather said this on discord heather a member of the fgp squad mentioned she wanted it for her haunted mansion section at home that's right right and it's a beautiful piece just to have on display and no matter which way you turn it there's always something nice to look at Mm -hmm. you know so Uh, it glows in the dark right that's my that was doesn't it glow in the dark do i have that right well, it lights up. It lights, it lights up. up. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm yeah, like, it lights up. Oh, that was the hard for me to stay away from it because I like anything that lights up. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. Can't do it. But yeah. Well, that's a lot of people don't know about Sensi warmers is how they get the heat. Mm-hmm. Is inside it's just a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> like, but now this light it's bulb. it's an interesting revelation when you find that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, they posted uh, a video about it, you know, just a really quick, like, 30-second video on their YouTube channel, um, like, advertising it. And, they, like, I saw it working, and they plugged it in. You saw it glowing. And, I mean, I think as I prepare, because, you know, I'm trying to figure out what the space is, is going to look like once I rearrange my office and I'm able to fully set everything up. But, like, I've been thinking, like... Am I going to have sections of stuff? Like, what am I actually going to put up? Like, I know for a fact I want Engineer Mickey somewhere back there. Like, I know I want some Haunted Mansion stuff. I have Funkos. Uh, my cousins gave me the Hatbox Ghost in a bottle that they were selling outside of the Haunted Mansion for some time. It's it's a gorgeous piece. Uh, they got me that for, for my birthday. Uh, so, I mean, I have a tons of stuff that I can put up. And I'm wondering now if I should just cycle through things, like, especially if we do more live streaming stuff. Like, I, I keep looking over at, at the setup that Andrew's creating, and I just keep getting ideas, Ooh. right? I just keep thinking, <laughs> yeah. like, should I cycle? And, like, one month it's, like, this stuff. The next month it's, yeah. like, this stuff. Or I kind of theme it because I have, like, several themed items. Sure. So Why not? I don't know. I, I'll figure it out when the time comes and the time is appropriate. But... Yeah, the Sensi Warmer is super cool. I don't know if it's sold out yet. It is. If you're, oh, oh it is sold out. Already? It is. I oh, checked. Man. Yeah. Uh, they have well, the scent still. The scent's available. Yeah, they do. They do have the bar. Okay. <laughs> well, if <laughs> you're interested <laughs> in getting the bar, or if you want to be on a wait list for the Mansion one, I don't know if they're gonna bring it back. But the person to ask would be our friend Jill. Yeah, uh, she's Vegas Mom seven twenty eight on Instagram. We'll put the link in the blog post for the episode for the product, and that way at least you can follow her for any other releases that they have. And again, she might be able to answer whether or not the warmer is going to be making a return. Uh, but it's it's super cool. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Or you can buy some confirmed orders on eBay oh, for much more than asking. I bet. Well, then, you could also do that. Yeah, I see one, two, three, four. There's four on eBay right now. Mm. Oh, my wow. goodness. And, and Hazen, one of your cards is on eBay, too. No. Uh-oh. Let me guess. At least 100 bucks. So the listing says confirmed order, six decks, 
uh, current bit, it's starting out a hundred dollars for yeah. six. Mm. Yeah, I guarantee you that that will not stay at a hundred. You never anyway, know. I, <laughs> you'll find out next week. No, right? You'll find out next week <laughs> how I got burned on eBay. Tracking, <laughs> taking L's. <laughs> taking the L's on eBay as well. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we got some park stuff, obviously, to talk about. Like I said, Mel and Larry were recently in the parks, so we want to catch up with them and uh, talk about some of the things that happened at Oogie Boogie Bash. Before we do, can I just say I'm also super happy about the fact that uh, I announced this over on Instagram. I made sure to post about it because if you've been following the podcast, you know that I am a Kingdom Hearts fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was an announcement for Super Smash Bros. on the Switch that Sora from Kingdom Hearts is making his debut. I'm I'm super excited because Sora is the final character that they are announcing for Super Smash Bros. And that's it. This game, hey. it's done. No more new characters. No more new anything. I don't know how many of you have ever played Smash Bros, whether it was all the way back on the GameCube or at any point on any of the systems. Yeah. But I have to tell you, when when I finally got a Switch, and this was one of the first games that I made sure to purchase because I love Smash back on the old systems. And I, I wanted to make sure that I had it for this one. and And when I got it... You know, with all of the characters that you can get, even unlocking them in the game, you know, you have all your standard Mario characters, Zelda, and I mean, it's just, it's so full of amazing characters that I I kind of feel this is like the perfect arcade fighting game. Yeah. Because it has a little something for everybody. It's... It's always super challenging. It's got a lot of mini games and story modes and a lot of stuff that you can follow that, I mean, you can invest years into this game and not fully master it. You know, there's other games I think that if you play it enough, like you could you could port hundreds of hours into Breath of the Wild or Animal Crossing. I could vouch for the fact that I've been on Animal Crossing like way longer than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> but... Smash is awesome. And the it fact is. that Sora is the final character. Oh, man, I'm so happy. I'm excited my, my to see. Sang. Yeah. My heart sang. Now, look, <laughs> if if I open it up, because we talked about this, right? We talked about it on Discord that we were going to open up some game time and we were going to play with people on Discord and everything because we know that there's people that have Mario Kart and all sorts of other games on the Switch that we can play together. Uh, if I open it up, I will tell you I suck at this game, but I have fun and I don't even care. <laughs> I just know that all the characters are there and the fact that I can wield the Keyblade again is going to be super cool. So I'm happy about that. If we open up like a tournament or something for like Podcateers listeners, I think it would be fun. Uh, if it's anything like me voting for the Mind Train through Nature's Wonderland in uh, March Mayhem in April that we did, <laughs> then I'll be out in the first round. But, hey, <laughs> I had fun. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Pretty right. much. Exactly. That's right. the whole you just point. press buttons. You just keep going. 
don't fall <laughs> off the edge of the thing uh-huh. and have fun. Yeah, right? the edge of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that. that's Super Smash, right? You don't exactly. fall off the edge of the right. thing. Yeah. Don't fall and off then the, the light comes, and then you can go. Then yeah, that's as much as I know about Super Smash Bros. Well, you'll get to know much more now because we'll get to play. Uh, I'm in my brain. Uh, I have this cool gaming area that I want to set up at Podketeer Studio. Okay. And uh, we're going to have, like, uh, like I don't know. What's the biggest TV they make now? 80 inches? Oh, you got over 100 inches. There's All right. We'll get an over 100-inch TV for us to play on. It's basically playing on a wall now. Wow. And so we'll play Super Smash Bros., and we'll have an in-house tournament once it's safe. Okay. Nice. <laughs> You're on. Is it ever safe? <laughs> you know, those get pretty violent. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> we're padding. We're <laughs> yeah, controllers we're, are across the room. Gear. Yeah, <laughs> come protect it. Bring bubble wrap. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, okay. That's, yeah. Anyway, so much good stuff. Oh, so since we're on the heels of Muppets Haunted Mansion, I don't know if you ever got a chance to see this when it launched, but uh, I was watching SNL on Hulu. I've gotten into the habit of kind of watching the replay, you know, where they where they're supposed to cut out the the more horrible skits. I don't know if they do. I I, I mean, sketches. I, I kind you of enjoy sketches or the sketches. Get mad. Sketches. <laughs> uh, I guess I never got a chance to finish this episode from earlier in the year, but there was an episode with Keegan Michael Key, and they did a parody of the Muppet Show. Now, did any of you get a chance to watch this back in May when it launched? No. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Um, you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, there's a new one." And then you showed. Him, we watched it. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah." So yeah, I remember. I happened upon it. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it like the next day. Kind oh, of okay, thing. okay. So I, I, look, I'm. I think the funniest part of that skit to me was the fact that they were putting Statler and Waldorf in their place. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that i think if children saw it especially if they're fans of the muppet show they are not going to like it they might need psychiatric help after but adults might enjoy the skit if you have hulu i would i i thought it was funny i thought there was some moments in there that uh were especially stand out uh there's a, a line in there where keegan michael key is yelling at statler and waldorf and he says something along the lines of, hey, keep it down. You know, people can't, they paid their money to come watch this dragon and his friends referring to Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and now every time I look at Kermit, like, I just think, ha, the dragon. <laughs> so, uh, it, it has its standout moments. There's, uh, there's some things that I think some people might find a little controversial, especially towards the end of the skit. But overall... You know, if you're a fan of Keegan Michael Key or the Muppets, it might be worth watching. Just look it up on Hulu. It was an episode from back in May. You might enjoy that. Uh hey, bad news. Uh I know we, we teased it a little bit that Imagineering is moving some of their offices over to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh I know that a lot of Imagineers are local here to California. Uh, there's several buildings that Imagineering works out of, you know, in Glendale near Burbank. And, you know, when I first read the news or when I first started hearing the rumblings that Imagineering was moving to Florida, I 
I didn't want to believe it because Imagineering is so rooted here in California that I couldn't think of them actually moving an entire unit that's responsible for, for so much of what happens at Disney parks out to Florida. And I still don't fully understand the move. Uh, I believe that there may be some politics involved in the move as far as, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sit here and talk about what I don't know. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much where I'll leave that one. But, uh, as far as Imagineering moving to Florida, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's going to affect anything? I know that there's Imagineers that have decided to not continue with the company because of this move. I mean, what what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's um, interesting. It was, it was real surprising when they announced it. Um, I... I kind of see it, I feel like it's going to be not great for Disneyland itself. Because the, you know, because the Imagineers are so close, you know, you know, currently um, to Disneyland, they're able to, you know, do all those little touches and, you know, make little changes here or there. Um, so it, they might get that at Walt Disney World. Now, which will be great for them, but it'd be sad for us. And it's also, like you said, it's sad for all of the people that call California their home and are rooted here. And they there's no way that they can leave because of family, because of yeah, XYZ. But they also love their job being an Imagineer. I can see that tearing a lot of people up because being an Imagineer is, is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I'm sure, and it it's got to suck if um, for those people that kind of have to they have to make a choice of you know stay here and with my family or whatever their ties to California are or go with this job that I love and uh, it sucks that people have to make that decision at all but yeah, uh, yeah it's it's uh, stinky yeah for sure I was just curious did they say. Yes, it's a big move, but I wondered, like, did they say how long? Or I guess that's my question is, how long are they going to stay there? Like, would they require coming back? Yeah, it's a relocate. They're relocating. So the division is moving in theory permanently. Yeah, like Imagineering is not going to exist in Glendale anymore. Right. I think that, yeah, I think the campus will still exist, but who knows what's going to be there. I mean, we'll just see what happens. I mean, that's the only thing. I'm just, that's it, pretty much. See what happens. See, you know, what happens from here. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, there's a little bit in the beginning. I think there's a lot more questions when we first discussed this about how this is going to play out, kind of like where Melissa is at, where we'll see how this is going. But, uh, you know, initially I just trying to empathize with the Imagineers as people. I think if someone asked yeah. me to relocate my job that I've like built my whole life on, a lot of the Imagineers, I'm assuming, have more than just a passion for it. They literally have dedicated their lives probably to doing this job and been told, you know, yeah, relocate. And some people probably think, well, I'd, yeah, for Disney, I'd relocate. But it's different when you've built your roots, your family, and your inspiration really belongs to a park that you can visit fairly easily. Being that you live near proximity of Disneyland, 
So it kind of takes that part away, I think. So just that, you know, relating to that. And the second part is, is it really what you want to do with your career? You know, you know, there's going to be changes regardless, you know, if they tell you to take in a team there, you don't know how it's going to look and what they really envision. How much is like Hazen said, political, how much is business wise and how much does it kill the spirit of innovation? Because it does, you know, any change can do that, especially when you're talking about Imagineering, I would think. Like, the innovation part, to not be able to collaborate with people in the space that you got used to, that maybe inspires you because history itself, you know, other Imagineers went through those same walkways or those same rooms. You know, that's how inspiration's built. I, I think for me what worries me is, you know, uh, re- referring to behind uh, the attraction, the show, I remember there's one episode where they talked about how, you know, they, there was a time where Imagineering had got gutted before, uh, and it did hurt a lot of Disney uh, when they were developing parks at that time. So it's, it is, there's the Walt Disney World, I believe, but it is kind of, it's a scary thought to think that Disneyland could be a little less magical. I think that's the fear, you know, because we got rides coming up, for example, the revamp to uh, Splash Mountain. You know, I have a lot that I want to see come out of that ride. Seeing that I love Princess and the Frog, and it it would be a bummer, I hate to say this, if it ends up anything like, I know these are two different things, but comparing it to the the celebration of the 50th anniversary at Walt Disney World, it feels like, not to say those are the two same people or the same groups designing it, but if it's anything like that, like they've lost that drive, or not drive, I shouldn't say, that, that last imagination for it because of all these changes happening it's a bummer because it will reflect i mean part of it's making the magic that's how it's always worked oh man i mean you brought up so many good points that i want to continue talking about um i think the one that stands out the most to me is when you talked about the halls of imagineering yeah you know knowing walt was there and knowing that you know the icons of imagineering have all been through those halls and you're right it does spark creativity it does spark there is what we refer to as disney magic in mm-hmm. those halls you know and and that innovation that creativity there's a lot to be said about where you work and you know how you're inspired by your surroundings you know and not being in a place where you can feed off of that energy anymore I, I mean, it's it's hard to quantify how much I think it's going to affect the parks because I think there's a number of things that affect the parks in general. And I think a lot of it right now has to do with budget cuts. A lot of it has to do with the pandemic. And a lot of it just has to do with the fact that there was so much on hold for such a long time that when things began to reopen up, they didn't have a lot of time to put things together the way that they would have wanted. True. Right. So uh, I think I I, want to give them, you know, that credit as well, because you're right. You know, the imagination, everything comes from the same people, right? The, the ideas, the creativity comes from the same people, but I don't know. I, the, the entire move to Florida, baffled me when I first found out about it and I didn't want to believe it I just thought it was just one of those horrible rumors that somebody came up with on the internet it's like oh you know we need something that's we need uh, something to put in the news cycle or something you know and they came up with this rumor and 
when I, when I started getting more reports and more people started telling me that it was true, and then oh, uh, this last week we saw uh, a longtime Imagineer, Kevin Lively, you know, post on Twitter that he had made the difficult decision uh, that he was going to leave the Disney company instead of relocating to Florida, like you like you all said, you know, not relocating for family purposes. You're rooted here. Right? You're not going to just move your entire family like that. I guess from a di- from a business standpoint, it, it makes sense that you're closer to Florida because you're closer to the other parks as well. You know, the flights to the other parks are closer than flying from here in, in California. Expansion in the other parks is much more vast than it is here. You know, we're out of space. We're lucky that they found space to create Galaxy's Edge and that they've been able to find some stuff to knock down for things like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. We might get a few things knocked down to expand Avengers Campus in the future. Nothing's been announced. I'm just speculating that one. But I, from a creative standpoint, I mean, the last time that this happened, Imagineers went to work for other companies like Universal. And look what happened. We got the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So if this is happening on a much larger scale, what's going to happen to places like Universal? Who at this moment is investing many more dollars into their parks because they're trying to become bigger competition for Disney. Or what's going to happen to places like Knott's Berry Farm? When you have, you know, creators coming up with the new version of Berry Tales, you know, a, a beloved attraction that's been revamped for this generation, which, by the way, looks amazing. I haven't been there, but I've seen the videos of it and I've seen people going through it and I've seen the artwork and it looks amazing. You know, so all that creativity is going to trickle down to these other parks. And recently we started talking about the value that you're getting, especially like through your passes. Think about what it costs to get a pass at some of these other parks. Some people see it as, ah, you know, it's a second tier or second rate park. They're catching up really fast if that's really how you feel. You know, Knott's Berry Farm, I think, is a fantastic place to go. It's got a lot of charm to it. There's a lot of thrill rides compared Mm -hmm. to Disneyland, especially if you're into roller coasters. And if if people from Imagineering begin to go to Knott's Berry Farm and to Universal, I think we're going to start to see even more people abandoning their Disney passes for Universal and Knott's and these other parks that are less expensive, you know, and you get way more out of their... Out of, their, out of their standard passes than what you're currently getting, you know, with a magic pass. And it hurts to say, I'm not saying that in any way to criticize, you know, the Disney company. I'm just saying that when you look at the value that's being presented, I know that Disney's selling a brand, right? You're buying the exclusivity of that brand. That's what you're paying for. It's no different than paying for something like, Gucci or you know any of these other expensive brands you're paying for the brand name you're paying for the recognition but there comes a point where people are going to realize this is just as good yeah and that could be exciting that's probably a really good silver lining to 
everything that's been happening. I mean, I really think that's going to happen. And I think we're going to see a lot of change, which is good. Because, you know, it'll give Disney competition. And that's that's healthy. So, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. Um, I guess if you look at it from that direction. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as a consumer, that's what we need. Right. Mm-hmm. We need that competition. Um, but I, I just I, I personally think that the competition doesn't have the gap between where people see Disney and where people see parks like Universal now, especially. I think that gap has gotten a lot smaller, especially in the last five years. And now, I mean, think about it. Super Nintendo World is coming to Universal right. here. That expansion <laughs> <I'm> alone. <waiting. laughs> yeah. I mean, that expansion alone is is going to be huge for Universal. The days of the tram ride are over, kids. We're moving on. It's okay. I just want to go see some Goombas and stuff. <laughs> the days of the tram are over. It's time for go-karts. Yeah. Throwing shells at people. and Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that what you do in Mario Kart? You yeah, have to yeah. banana peels. Banana really peels. Violent like Smash Brothers again, once again. That blue shell. Counterprotective <laughs> to Universal. <laughs> Bubble wrap. Well, uh, if you've heard the news that Imagineering is leaving, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. You know, join the conversation over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love to have you over on our Discord server. If you're not a member yet, super easy to sign up. All you have to do is head over to the blog post for this episode, podcateers.com slash 382, or just go to podcateers.com, scroll down a little bit. You'll see the Discord logo. Click on it. You'll get the invite. It'll launch the app and everything. Uh, It's a free app to download. Discord, for those that don't know, is essentially a chat app. Uh, it gives you the ability to connect with people on a more personal level. If you want to join our community, that's the best way to do it. Uh, it's very small, but it's growing. And we love being able to have a conversation with all of you. Uh, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about the parks, the food, uh, movies, Disney+, Plus, tacos, cake, pastries, tacos. Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> we have a game section that we want to start building out a little bit more. Tacos. Did I mention tacos? We talk a lot about tacos. Oh, yes. Just just a bit. Just a bit. (laughs) So, again, podcateers.com. Scroll down. You'll see the Discord invite or go to the blog post for this episode. We'd love to have you, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what's happening in the parks. And whatever kind of your favorite taco, go to podcateers.com slash tacos and fill out the form. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to have to create that URL now. (laughs) (laughs) More work for you. That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Hey, speaking of stuff that's happening in the parks, I want to talk about your trip and a couple of changes that we saw pop up. But before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, or as we call them, our podcast, Fairy Godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that helped make these episodes possible. 
If you want to join the FGP Squad family, it's super simple to do it. All you have to do is head over to podcuteers.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, uh, some information about the FGP Squad, a link for Patreon, and more. Of course, you can always reach out to us if you have any additional questions. We'll be happy to help you out, answer anything that we can. But you do get additional access to stuff like the uh, FGP happy hour call that we have monthly uh, via Zoom. You get some additional content. You get discounts on Podcateer's gear. You get first access to uh, things that we're releasing and more, including... Andrew, actually, I'll let you talk about this one because I know you've been working super hard on this. I'm super proud of what you've been doing. Why don't you let everybody know what's going to be happening? Yeah, yeah. I've been in the kitchen, you know, working hard, sweating, getting it all cooked up, ready for you. I don't know why I went with this, you know, metaphor, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, we, we've been talked about it before, but Quizneyland is officially coming to the Podcateers feed. Uh, first week in November, uh, Thursdays, every other week, um, starting the no- November 4th. And I think just for a little treat for the FGP, we'll probably throw that on a week early on the um, Patreon. So FGP will get a little bit of a head start on uh, the questions and the answers. So they'll be able to, you know, they'll get a little uh, little treat. Why not? Yay! Cool. Uh, dude, again, I'm super proud of what you've been doing with Quizneyland. When you first pitched it, uh, everything that I envisioned is what Quizneyland has turned out to be. It's super fun. It's super zany. It's super informative. But, you know, if you're one of those people that loves to share information with your friends, listen to Quizneyland. You're going to learn a lot. Again, November 4th will be the official launch of Quizneyland. You're not going to have to sign up for anything else. Don't worry. We got you covered. We're actually going to incorporate it right into the Podcateers feed to make it easier for everyone to find. Every two weeks, you'll get a new episode of Quizneyland. We're super excited. FGP Squad will get it early. So you're going to get a chance to hear the pilot episode of Quizneyland a little early over on Patreon. That's going to be coming soon. Make sure to look out for that. We got the FGP Happy Hour call coming soon. Uh, this month, I think we decided we were going to play a board game. We were going to play the Haunted Mansion board game, I think, if I can get mm-hmm. it set up. Looks like I got a lot of work to do. I got to find that board game <laughs> or order another one, one of the two, because I have no idea where mine is. Ooh. Either way, looks like we're playing a board game. So, podcateers.com slash FGP if you're interested. And for, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So, recently, Mel, Larry, you went back to the parks. I want to hear about it. I want to hear, especially if you had a chance to go to the Muppets Haunted Mansion exhibit and the Opera House. But before we talk about that, can can we just talk about how now at Oogie Boogie Bash, zombie Captain America's walking around all like... <laughs> Right. Oh, he looks so cool, and I missed him by a few dates. Oh man, I know this is what I was. I mean, not starting a porno. I was like, I was so psyched when I saw you posted onto the Instagram for Pocketeers. I was like, is this really happening? I thought at first I thought it wasn't real. I thought like, wow, man, he's going all in on the (laughs) making this like digital image for that. I was like, that would be so cool, like a what if moment. But then I was like, oh no, this is real. 
<laughs> and then just what you said, Melissa, like going into it, like go ahead, give your thoughts. But I thought for you, like, oh, you know how much I would want to rip my phone apart after reading that because like I just missed it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I, I see the pictures and I'm like, this is Halloween. This is creepiness. This is what I want to see during Oogie Boogie Bash. Like, this is awesome. I mean, it's, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. Yay. <laughs> little yeah. by little. But, God, he looks sick. He looks awesome. Yeah. And I wish I had seen him. <laughs> yeah, you make a really great point, Mel. The, the fact that this is something we've been talking about for so long that they need to up their game to start matching things like Halloween Horror Nights or mm-hmm. Not Scary Farm I feel like this is the gateway to making that happen, right? We've talked about how Hong Kong has the mazes that they do with the Hatter and like things that are much scarier on a larger scale. That's what Disneyland has had to do. And I like this is one of those moments that really makes you happy that they have a property like Marvel where they can Mm -hmm. take these risks and it doesn't. Um, I, I know how protective they are of their IP, right? I know how protective they are about their characters, how they don't want to change them up too much because you want to protect the integrity of those characters. But having something like What If create something like this that's canon to be able to bring it into the park is awesome. Yeah. I think this was a perfect marriage of an IP to something that was, you know, I, ah, that, I, I love this. Um, but it looks like how you felt is exactly how other people were feeling. Shout out to Chrissy Adventures in DIY Shop over on Instagram who left a comment on that video where she said, not going to lie, I'm upset that they're adding him after so many people have already been to the parties. I really mm-hmm. hope they include him next year. So that is the one comment that I think people uh, have been really putting out there is that, why didn't they announce, you know, that this was coming? Maybe this is their way of trying to get people to buy tickets. Maybe they have extra ones. I don't know what it is. I think they've been sold out for some time, so it's not like they more have. people can come in. Uh, it's a good surprise, but I understand how people would feel if they're, like, super huge Marvel fans and they didn't get a chance to see this, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, oh, then can we see like zombie Wanda or zombie Tony Stark? I mean, I bring them all out. Just bring them all out. Let they could do thriller. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see them. <laughs> That's that would good. be awesome. That would be. <laughs> you know, if I zombie mean, have... giant wasp. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <no>. Yeah. <laughs> they already have a perfect tie-in. Because if they have Monsters After Dark, they could mm-hmm. incorporate the story that Avengers Campus is now under quarantine. You start seeing some lights. You start seeing cast members saying, I'm sorry, we're on lockdown now. And, you know, the monsters begin to trickle out of the of the fortress, you know, mm-hmm. the collector. And all of a sudden you have, like you said, Zombie Wanda, Zombie Tony just walking around because they're invading Avengers campus. And now you right. have you know this big awesome Halloween experience with a lot of, you know, spookier, scarier characters that 
you know, is meant for a more adult audience. And so if, if you know, if you see parents coming in, you warn them at several places, you know, right. like I don't go to Avengers campus as you're scanning your ticket. There will be a zombie show. There will be something. Do not take your children if they are prone to get scared. As they walk by, you have signs. As people are walking in, if they have a stroller, hello, remember, this will be a restricted area. Zombies will be appearing if your children, blah, blah, blah. You know, you you post it. And, of course, you're always going to have those people that are like, you didn't tell us anything. <laughs> but then you just point up to the sign and be like, read the sign, punk. Right here. You know, and then you're good. <laughs> then you're good. But I'm glad that they added it. I'm super psyched. Uh, this is definitely one of those things that would make me want to purchase a ticket for Oogie Boogie Bash uh, alone, you know, just to be able to do it. I know all the experiences that you've had and you've talked about make it worth it already. But seeing Zombie Avengers, like, that's dope. I want that. Yeah. I need that in my life. Yeah, but we got to see, you know, we got to, you know, there's the parade and it's there's Halloween, the tree trails. Halloween. And exactly, and Captain Marvel was there, uh, and it my, was you know what it too. was. <laughs> look, look, I I know I've been a little Captain hard on Carol, Carol but after that she video, might the Quinjet, man. After that video, I mean, who could be mad at her? I mean, <laughs> we're besties now. She's got lots of left. I don't know what if. It kind of made me feel like they wanted her as a main character for the future. A lot of those episodes she popped up in. I mean, they're. Well, different realms but i mean wasn't wasn't that technically the case for her film as well like that was the purpose right like true i mean i i almost feel like and and i feel like i read this somewhere before i i don't think i'm actually coming up with this i feel like i read this somewhere that in, when they were filming uh end game that she should have been more powerful but mm-hmm. last minute, they decided to rescind the story. They took her out, and they came up with some story, and she didn't defeat Thanos the way that was originally planned, probably to not undermine what they were going to be doing with Wanda and you know Doctor True. Strange and, and going into the next phase. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I read that somewhere. If I'm making it up, yay me. But I feel like I heard that or read that somewhere at some point, and it's just kind of popping into my head. But anyway, awesome. There's a couple of videos floating around on Instagram. I'll see if I can repost one because, man, it looks good. It Mm -hmm. looks good. It looks super good. Do you think we'll ever have, like, full-blown scary characters, like, roaming around, like, not scary farm? No. (laughs) No. One can dream. There goes my dream. <laughs> no, I mean, look, honestly, I would love it if they did that. Yeah. And I think I think if they pulled, if they did something like this, like we were describing a moment ago, like with all of the Avengers, like they pulled the, the what if zombie storyline and they brought it to Avengers Campus, I think they would have to execute it in a way that, I mean, I, I know I kind of said it, you know, read the sign punk and everything, but Disney is really... Uh, conscious of the fact that there's a lot of children in the parks, right? So they yeah. wouldn't ever do something that's going to compromise how those children are feeling because cast members are about bringing the magic, not the the crying, right? And when you go to something like Halloween Horror Nights or Not Scary Farm, you're signing up for it on purpose. Like, that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Do I want to see more stuff like that? Yes. 
Do I think there's a place for them to do it? Absolutely. Do I think it's ever going to be just roaming in the parks? It's highly unlikely at a like a horror nights level, but I still think that they could get away with an experience like that at like stage seventeen or something. You know, oh, yeah. if they if they enclose it where it's a maze or something, I think they could totally get away with it because then you know it's adults only. You have to go through a door where you are warned specifically. You're going to get scared. This is not for the lighthearted. Like this is not fairy tale fantasy land happy ending. Yeah, and it's true. like if you agree to it, then great. But do I think we'll ever see it in the parks? As much as I would love it, I think it's <laughs> it's going to be difficult for them to pull something like that off with so many children running around. Yeah. There's wishful thinking. Yeah. Oh, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Uh, so back to your trips. Uh, oh, yeah. How was the trip? You you were both back at Disneyland this last weekend. How did it go? Pretty busy. It was pretty busy. Um, I actually just wanted to go and just get atmosphere and just take it in. And walking around, I realized in some tight spots, even when I was outside, I still wore a mask because it was just, no, no, <laughs> some places. But actually, it's funny, for not going on any rides, I was still able to see things that I probably wouldn't have seen last time. Um it was cool, like, having to see mariachis over at Frontierland and actually oh. get to sit down, yeah, and just hear them. And the other week before that, I got to meet Miguel, which nice. is, he's adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> so if you guys are going to Disneyland anytime soon, go to Frontierland. Hang around if you see the mariachi band. Stick around, and that's where you're going to see Miguel. Fun stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Um, what's the one indicator that you could tell that the parks are busy? You can't buy a churro? Oh, well, no, they had those plenty. Yay. Okay. <laughs> You're good, Larry. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank <God>. Right? <laughs> Attraction lines. Yeah. Haunted Mansion Holiday. Um, That switchback scared me because it went quite a few ways around all the way to pirates wait what and i have yeah like i thought it was just pirates it's <laughs> extended queue no what <laughs> yeah and so I was social like, distancing okay. is officially over that's what we're saying right pretty it's done? much okay pretty much all right and i was like all right th there's wall of people i'm just gonna stick over here and just look at the mark twain and just soak it up Watch it as it goes by. Take it in. I'm just going to enjoy myself. You know, no rules. Nothing. Just go. And um, other than that, it wasn't that bad if you were just free roaming and just enjoying yourself. But lines were pretty bad. It broke my heart that Indy was 80. Jungle Cruise was more than an hour. And I haven't seen those since holidays so it makes me worried for december you know, like when the holidays start and uh, yeah. we were having crowd control and yeah that's gonna bum a lot of people who aren't familiar 
and it was super hot. Ah, that never helps. <laughs> ah. No. <laughs> so positive. If only it would have yeah. rained. Yeah. Could've. I wish. Could've. Right? The yeah. one weekend. <laughs> And we get uh, rain today. We got rain the me, other time. Look, me and the rain, we have a complicated relationship right now on Facebook, okay? <laughs> let's let's not. <laughs> but you can mobile order sweets, and that's, like, one of the coolest things. Right, that's no, <laughs> that's so dangerous. <laughs> it is. You take diabetes home. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. But no line weights. So I was like, hey, I could get a... Matterhorn macaroon, whoo, without waiting in line. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. Bad. So you I have that. It. Yeah, for me, the the positives, uh, I'll start off with that. You, you mentioned a little bit there, Hayes, in the beginning. When I did get over to Disneyland, I was lucky enough that the wife was on top of it and reminded me that they did have the Muppets Haunted Mansion display within the area where you go to see the great moments of Mr. Lincoln mm-hmm. right before that queue area. And to give you a little heads up, it is worth it. It's very cool. Lots of props from the movie, specifically speaking. Uh, there's M- Madam, well, Pigota, or how do you say it right? Pigota. <laughs> Pigota. <laughs> Her ball is there, and they have the wallpaper and the door. They use the chair. And uh, they also have some of the displays from the car that they're in when they first roll up, which is pretty cool. And there's a little video you could sit there at Pepe, which is hilarious i would say sit through it totally funny i did take some video probably posting it later here in the week or so just little clips here because i don't want to ruin it for everybody it's 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 worth the nice walk through when you go in there and you just want to catch some ac and like i mentioned with you guys a little little later earlier um i did wander over towards the art side and in that area i saw like the most expensive painting ever at nineteen thousand nine hundred ninety (laughs) dollars which was haunted mansion (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, but that was really beautiful. I'm not gonna say it wasn't. And then I snagged a shirt, super cool. And then just like Melissa, jumped on the same idea of ordering mobily <laughs> at the uh, Jolly Holiday. I ordered yeah. the cinnamon bun. That's where I went for my diabetes and the Coke. Those are good. Follow it up with the Coke, right? So just went all into. Those were my positives. Now, to flip it a little bit, we're going to keep in with the theme, the mobile order. The only thing that bummed me out earlier in my visit, we went to California Adventure when it was hot, as Melissa mentioned. And it was mm-hmm. very impacted, even on the California side, I would say. And... We were trying to go to the Lamplight Lounge, the upper tier, which is the walk-up tier, not the actual restaurant. And the cool thing about the app currently, uh, which is something we'll talk about next week, which gives me a little fear, is they're giving this wait-in check-in line through your app. So it's virtual technically. So you walk up and you get close enough. You have to get close enough just to give you a heads up. You can check in virtually to be in line. Now, we checked in virtually, which said it would be an hour wait. It passed an hour and went into an almost an hour and 45. So you could definitely see that not only was it impacted for crowds, but staffing may have been an issue too. Because even later, we stayed there so late waiting just to just you know get a little bit in there. They were closing up that top tier, which we found out that closed a little earlier. So we got a couple of drinks, but we we're still hungry. So we put in a mobile order. For the Cocina Hukamanga, those tacos <laughs> that we all are all talking about, right? <laughs> that was still a wait too. So that that the mobile ordering system 
has its quirks too. Um, but like Melissa nailed it. I, I stayed to go flash forward back into Disneyland. We stayed just to chill and ambience really because we wanted to see that fireworks show. That was the goal of us going that night. And that's what we did. We just chilled at the Jolly Holiday and waited for fireworks to go off, which was really nice. Got some diabetes on the side. But I do have a bone to pick, which I want to get you guys all your feedback on this. Now, we were just talking about this, so we'll tie into it. What are your feelings about them taking away Ghost Galaxy? Maybe I don't know enough about this topic, but that one bugs me because we just talked about, oh, they don't like to give the scares too much, right? I loved Ghost Galaxy. It was one of my favorite rides during the Halloween overlay time. And now it's gone. It's not there. You don't hear all the the original Captain (laughs) noises, right? (laughs) I I literally still use this day. Like, my stomach's upset. I said, I got a Ghost of Galaxy going on there. No one gets a joke except Rebecca. But you can use that now. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever got issues with the stomach, just say, you got a Ghost of Galaxy going on. But what are your guys' feelings? Because mine is, I know it was scary, but I loved it. What are you about you guys? I I honestly think it needed, um, the technology needed to, an upgrade because you just saw a lot from the projections, but the outside was my so favorite cool. part. It made it feel it like was, Halloween. Yes. I didn't realize that they had, they didn't have that. I, I would have appreciated if it was just something, just so you could see like atmosphere wise. But, yeah, if they were to just, you know, spruce it up inside, it could be awesome again. That I mean, that was it. Other than that, it was fun. And the best part, the best segment was like, I always called it the Tron part. Yes, when it, it did the outlined. grid on the, the yeah. mountain, right? Oh, mm-hmm. I love that part. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I agree. I think it's, it was fun. And I'm not one who likes to be scared. But that one was... You know, a little nervous going on the first time. Like, oh, okay, what are they going to do? Somebody going to jump out at me? What are they going to do? No, there's a planet ghost and da 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 So, yeah, I like the change. You know, it's kind of nice to have the little shake-up right. here or there. Especially, you know, it's kind of a double-edged blade with, like, oh, we got to have, you know, people that are coming on vacation, they're going to want to see the classic. But... All the annual pass holders, they see Space Mountain every time. So why not throw in Ghost Galaxy? Why not throw in Hyperspace Mountain? Why not throw in Rockin' Space Mountain? Why not throw in, you know, Cooking with the Muppets Space Mountain? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. You know. Perfect. to birds to Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was Jumping thinking. Swedish <laughs> chef in space in a space suit and he's cooking. Um, <laughs> you know what? I think maybe for Muppets Space Mountain, when they make that special... We'll get an overlay. I don't know. But oh I'm all for the over Space Mountain overlays. That's that's my opinion. We should Hello make and welcome to Muppet Space Mountain. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Armchair idea right there. Oh, um, my God. That's <laughs> I feel like we kind of answered why uh, earlier. And I think it might just have to do with the fact that so many Imagineers are in the process of thinking whether or not they're going to go to, you know, the new Lake Nona location or if they're going to quit Imagineering. I could be wrong. That's, you know, that's speculation on my part. But I think that when it comes to doing an overlay, there's a lot of work that goes into it, you know. And granted, something like Ghost Galaxy isn't as difficult as, as let's say, Haunted Mansion Holiday is. 
but right. there's mm-hmm. still a lot of work. And but I will agree with you that ambiance on the outside, watching Space Mountain and the lights, the projections and everything. I don't know. Maybe maybe going forward they can design, considering so much of it is actual projections. Maybe you just you know you like you load up one program and boom, it's Ghost Galaxy. And you know what you were saying, Andrew, for the people that want to come on vacation and they're like, oh, you know, you you want to see you know regular Space Mountain or Hyperspace Mountain or whatever it happens to be, but you also want Ghost Galaxy. Do what they do with Monsters After Dark. You know, shut it down for an yeah. hour, reboot the system, and it comes up as Ghost Galaxy for the rest of the evening at at dusk, you know? And that you get the best of both worlds. And so the people on vacation even get an additional experience, you know, that wasn't there before. Uh, obviously, something like that takes planning, building the infrastructure for something to swap out that quickly. Uh, I don't know how easy it is given the technology and how old it is in that building, but I'm thinking that it's doable because like I said, we see it with mission breakout converting to monsters after dark, you know, it monsters after Mm -hmm. dark only engages when, once the park gets dark or once, you know, dusk hits. So uh, I think it's possible, but I think with so many Imagineers uh, on the cusp of, having to make this decision i think that may have played a role in why we're not seeing it this year could be wrong but i don't know that's what makes sense to me if we're gonna have zombies we could have some ghost galaxies what i'm trying to say yeah Yeah, what you're talking about hazen is definitely possible with the technology that's out there right now it's not i don't think it's a it's a technology issue i think it's a getting the technology in the building issue good point and uh Oh, maybe we're going to redo Tomorrowland and we'll take care of it then like that's ever going to happen. Oh, here we go. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> With Imagineering leaving, who knows? Who knows? Too soon? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> but overall, I know you're a lot more comfortable going out now. You know, you, you're more in tune with the world. For people that are still being cautious... How would you rate the experience overall? Because there, I mean, it, it looks like from what you're describing, if the line for the mansion was all the way to pirates, that's quite a hefty line there. And if that's happening right now, you know, you mentioned what it's going to look like later in the year, closer to Christmas and, you know, Thanksgiving when more people are on vacation. I mean, what what do you think? What would you say? How would you gauge how how everything was? I would say if you're still on the fence or if you feel like you're comfortable being outside with a mask, you'll, you'll find pockets where you could get away from the crowds. But I think if it depends on if you're okay with like knowing you're going to be in line for possibly an hour or more, that's where I think you have to decide whether you're okay with that. For me, if it were to be like maybe 30 minutes or less, I'd be okay because I'm not in line with everybody. But um, I I would say use that as a gauge for your, you know, for, for you, how you would feel. Um, I felt comfortable. I mean, I had to wear a mask outside. I, I did. And that was because I found some gaps were like coming out of Fantasyland through Princess Fantasy Fair. 
it got a little congested there um, and then coming into Frontierland. But like I said, you could find gaps where you will be comfortable. Um, even inside the stores, I didn't even I didn't feel uncomfortable at all, which is great. Um, I thought there was less people inside there than in lines. So <laughs> there you go. Good point. <laughs> and you don't have to stay in line while you're purchasing anything, especially in the Emporium. So that's always something to keep in mind, too. That's I love that. I love not being in line in there and just grabbing grabbing a mobile checkout. Yes. I'm if you're on the side of, you know, the cautious and your comfort level is nowhere near like medium or moderate with your mask on, I would say make a dry run in a weekday afternoon. Make a reservation after you get out of work. And then try to go out there and see how you feel about it, if you can. Because, you know, we've had another conversation how the calendar has been really tough. And Andrew brought a good point earlier when we were talking about this before we were recording about how they opened up dates. And we kind of realized that, like, I think you made the point too, Hazen, that it may have been more people coming in, less staffing. So I would say for sure, try going on a weekday, which I've heard are a lot different. Try going in the afternoon because I'm expecting it'll be a little bit less people there but it'll be a good amount and you may be able to sneak on a ride and test your comfort levels there probably because you'll be in a queue for like melissa said 30 60 but the weekend being there i can vouch with melissa the, the lines for rides were i was there later past the time melissa was at and the haunted mansion at after fireworks was at 115 minutes oh my gosh and yeah insane and then the uh, Indiana Jones went down to 60, but that's still bad after fireworks. The only things that held low weights uh, were Autopia and Small Worlds. Everything else was pretty packed and impacted by the just people being there on a weekend. I don't know what a Sunday's look like. I haven't visited yet on a Sunday in October, but Saturdays on both the ones I've w- went to all uh, have been definitely uh, wait times. And if maybe if you really like melissa mentioned too maybe earlier in the morning might be different because uh, when i did go earlier in the morning there was more gaps like she's talking about but if depending on what you're going there for i would say i would say right now it is we are seeing the uh, brunt of busyness and who knows what the other weekends are going to look like once we get into that christmas season which just to be a wait and see tough to say yeah yeah, those are good tips. I think um, it's going to be interesting to see what it's going to look like over the next four weeks, especially with those new spots opening up for reservations. That's a whole other topic, I think, that we could talk about. Uh, so we'll leave that for next week. Uh, I think we, we're on the on the longer side of this episode. So <laughs> we'll talk about the lines. We'll talk about wait times. Uh, I don't think we've had an opportunity to talk about Genie Plus and the updates to the attractions that are coming uh, I think it all ties into what we're talking about. So let's talk about that next week. Next um, week. And uh, I think that's that's where we'll wrap it up for this week. Um, any final thoughts on your trip, on anything else that you recommend, uh, any particular things you can add to the diabetes with now that mobile ordering for mobile sweets order. is available? <laughs> yeah, try it out. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, the Maleficent Churl. Oh, Ooh, you tried that. You guys, you oh. guys have to try. Whoever is going, 
I found it at um, in town square and it is churro and an Oreo goodness had a baby together. That's it. Oh, <laughs> nice. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I feel like at some point I'm going to become one of those people where even if I can't go to the park, I'm just going to go mobile order food and just like walk out with like a lunch pail with like chicken from Plaza Inn, a couple of churros, a Dole Whip, and I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah. Why not? Sense. I'm nice. so for it. They, they need to start doing that. Just like a, a to go from Plaza Inn with additional things from around the park. Yeah, they they missed a, a, a big opportunity doing DoorDash for from Disneyland when the oh, pandemic was going oh my on. Gosh. You imagine Who says, that would oh. be crazy. Who says they can't still do it. I mean, they can't That's still, but <laughs> they got to get some more cast members back. If I, if I know anything from from all these other you know restaurants and everything, everybody's uh, <laughs> orders are taken long enough already. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you have any thoughts on anything that we talked about, we'd love for you to join the conversation. Again, you can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Podcateers, but we'd love for you to join the community over on Discord. Podcateers.com slash 383 if you want to uh, snag your invite for Discord. It's free. You just got to click on the link, and it takes you over, and you'll be invited onto our, our server for that. Oh, also, before we end the podcast, I do want to remind you that Team Boat Willie pins are still on sale. $5 from every pin purchase will be donated to Walk for Hope. Uh, we received news that the dollar-for-dollar dollar match that was happening that we were doing last week has been extended until the end of the month, until the 31st, which is fantastic because uh, we wanted to make our donation for any pins purchased last week uh, because if you're, you know, we're donating five, but if there's a dollar for dollar match, it essentially means that we're donating $10 per pin. You know, it's the mm-hmm. equivalent of a $10 Sweet. donation. Uh, and that is thanks to one of the sponsors. I believe it's Brighton Collectibles that's sponsoring the Walk for Hope event that's putting together this match. So uh, that's super generous of them to do that. Uh, so if you want to help us out with that, uh, teamboatwilly.com is where you can purchase your pin. This is a limited edition pin. We only made 100 of this gold variant. Once they sell out, we will not make this gold pin again. Each pin is numbered, so you will receive it, you know, uh, numbered on the back uh, of the card that it's on. Uh, I'm so happy that the people that have gotten it have have uh, given really good feedback on it. They've all enjoyed it. They all love it. Warms my heart because we put a lot into this pin for a really long time. And, you know, the fact that we're tying it in for a really good cause means a lot to us that you guys have helped us out with that. So teamboatwilly.com is where you can get your pin. $5 of every pin will be matched dollar for dollar. So it will equal a $10 donation in the end. We will donate 5 and then all the match happens later on, on you know. But, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone that's ordered a pin. I may make the donation for the stuff that's already been purchased at this point just so that I don't forget to add it. When we started our journey for Walk for Hope, uh, we had a goal of raising $1,000. And as of this recording, we are at $560 due to the generosity of so many of you out there listening. 
Thank you so much for your support. Uh, this week, I started working on the graphic that we're going to put up for the people that we are uh, raising money for in honor of and in support of. If you donated, please send us the name of the person that you would like to appear on the graphic. It's going to be shared on Instagram. We're going to pin it as part of one of our stories. And the graphic will also appear on TeamBoatWilly.com. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Uh, if you donated and you don't want a name displayed, that's okay. Uh, it's it's not, you know, this is to help us honor, you know, whoever you donated in, in for or uh, in memory of. It's up to you. We've done it before. We've walked around with a sign. Uh, it was an honor for us to be able to get a chance to do that in the past. And we figured that since we're not walking this year, since it is a virtual event, we're just going to display that in a slightly different manner. So, yeah, that's going to be coming very soon. Uh, anything else? I know I rambled after I said we're ending the podcast for like another <laughs> 25 minutes. Um, no? Good? Yep. All right. That's it. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Let's go. Yes. <laughs>